This morning, I just want to round up the service talking about the most, what will I call it? This is the biggest hindrance in everyone's life to enter into the kingdom. What is it? Offenses. Amen. Yeah. Unforgiveness. Amen. Amen. I don't think we listen to Jesus. He says it's inevitable. Amen. You're going to be offended. Amen. But then why is it that when you get offended, you are so surprised? And some of us are professionals. You expect to be offended. Amen. So everywhere you go, you are looking for when you are, watch now. Before long, someone's going to say something. Someone's going to do something. You've got familiar spirits following you. So you don't trust anything. So as you, once you walk in, you start scanning for who's about to do something to you. Because the demons are following you around. You don't have expectation of good. I was talking to a friend of mine. He said, so you just believe what people tell you. I said, why will I choose such a life of misery that you don't believe what anybody says? I said, I'm going to trust you until you prove untrustworthy. Why will I live in, in torment? I said, that's what you're living in. Don't bring me into it. I said, anything I need to know, one way or the other, God will bring it to me. He will either tell me directly or he will have somebody tell me. I'll run into it. So that's why I don't waste my time with all of that. So many things happening to our health is worry, anxieties, and unforgiveness Amen. over time. Amen. It's not one time. It's over time. We are spirit beings, and these things impact our health. God, okay. All right, Father, thank you. Let me just obey it right there. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for quickening this teaching and reach into all the crevices and bring healing and deliverance to all of us this morning. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, you discover that offense, an offense, if you look up the definition, is called a trigger on a trap. Did you get that? Have, have you set a mouse trap before? You put a little piece of fish or something, and then, okay, or oh, cheese, okay. <laughs> I was hearing cheese, so they love cheese in America. The American rats love cheese. African ones love fish. My God, finally we have found how Africa exceeded America. So the ones in Africa are smarter, you know. What's, what's in cheese? Again, I watch. <laughs> All right, so you put that thing there. Now we have something called a broken English, in, in, you know, in so many countries, not just in Africa. <clears throat> so when you are 
What, what is it? It's not greedy. When, when you, you're covering something, they call it longer throat. So when you see that thing, when the mouse sees that cheese, he will blind it to the trap. And he focuses on the cheese. And then when he goes to take it, bam. He said, that's what an offense is. It's a trigger. In other words, the enemy surveys you. He's tried this, it doesn't work. He tried that, it doesn't work. It's okay. I need to find something that will wound them. So they will quit. And then he will arrange for someone who can help them get it done. Because they're talking to you is not as powerful as when you can put a face to it. Why is the face more powerful than the voice in your head? Because they confuse you to think they need the person. Not knowing that we are not wrestling against. But most people are dealing with flesh and blood. Now, I don't know if it was two or three years ago, this bishop came to me. He said, Apostle, help me. I said, what is it? He said, now, I feel like I'm living with an enemy in my house. He said, any time God gives me a revelation of what he's about to do for me. Once I discuss it with my wife, it falls apart. If somebody tells me that they're going to do something for me, once I tell her, the person will change their mind. He just went on and on. So, and I laughed. I said, why are you laughing? I said, okay, whenever things are serious, I always laugh. I said, have you read Psalm 2? He said that God shall laugh. <laughs> you laugh at big problems to weaken them. You worry to strengthen them. You laugh to weaken them. And that laugh always pops out of me. When something is threatening and making noise, I just laugh. So we got past the laugh. So I said to him, this is something Satan has done to every man of God. This is just your turn. He said, have you, do you remember the scripture you have preached to others? He said, which one? He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. I said, let's assume that you and your wife have disagreements. But she don't have that much power to foil everything. No, it's somebody hiding behind her. The whole idea is for your marriage to fail. So you can lose on both ends. One, what God promised them materialized. Two, then you are divorced. Three, then you're bitter. Four, you get sick. Five, you die before your time. (laughs) But they don't come and say, okay, we're about to kill you. No, they'll go and get somebody to do something. 
to set you on the path of premature death. All right. So how many of you think you can use this, my message? Amen. If you didn't raise your hands, you're lying. Come to the altar. <laughs> she put her hand on her head like, oh. I'm not going through anything, so I'll just endure. <laughs> Watch out now, they, it, it might come tomorrow. <laughs> you, you, have to, you have to use it to be ready. All right, the reason this thing has been so successful and when Satan succeeds so easily with something, he doesn't have to try any new things. Amen, that's right. If it's not broke, why fix it? Amen. This is working so well. Just keep using it. Mm -hmm. I turned the TV on last night since we've been fasting. I haven't hardly, I think I watched the news one time. Then I turned this uh, game on last night. I think it was uh, 49ers and Green Bay playing. And at the goal line, um, Green Bay ran this play and scored a touchdown. The game has been tough till that time. And then they did a two-point play instead of kicking the field goal and did the same play. And I said, come on, if they just did this play and they set up again in the same formation and they did it again, my God, how many plays does it take before you wake up? <laughs> it's that kind of a thing. The things that are happening to all of us are the same things over and yet it keeps working. Now, if somebody says you are dumb, then you want to fight them. But look at yourself and laugh because you've done a lot of dumb things. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right, let me read you some scriptures. And I will show you why Satan is so successful because we don't practice what God says concerning this matter. We don't practice. Okay? First, let's start with Mark 11. After he says you can move the mountain. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any. I don't know why the rest of you are not reading. Okay, now watch. That your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Now, this preacher said to me, you know, I found out why believers kneel to pray. I said, why? He said, so they, can, they will not forgive. But Jesus said, when you stand praying. So that's why they go kneeling. <laughs> Isn't that what he says? When you stand praying, so he so said, we kneel down, so. <laughs> so he will not apply. Okay, now watch. So when you stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So what does this tell you? That this stuff is integral. 
with answered prayer. Amen. So then, you see why Satan uses it? Hey, we're coming into a brand new year. We just fasted. God has made decrees. So how can I keep God from delivering on his promise? I'll get you to get offended. So you can hold it. And miss everything God just promised. You have a co-worker do something. Mm -hmm. You have a church member say something. Mm -hmm. I read it again. When you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any. You notice any. Why will he say any? Because he knows that there are some people you feel like don't deserve the forgiveness. And there are people that you easily forgive. And there are people that even though you say you forgive them, each time you look at them, how dare them? Amen. You want to go and slap them? Again. Hallelujah. <laughs> so now watch. He says, if you have all against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. That's telling you that the degree to which the father lets you go is paramount or tantamount to how you let others go. So you are the one holding back your breakthrough by holding. Uh I was talking to this young lady years ago, and all of a sudden, a vision appeared to me. She's on the ground, and I'm on top of her holding her. And I said, you will not go anywhere until I say so. She said, oh, okay. And we just sat there. And I was wondering, what does this vision mean? And God said to me, that's unforgiveness. So long as you hold the person, you're holding yourself there. For me to keep her there, I have to stay there with her. Satan draws you into the lives of people with a lower destiny. So you can come down. (laughs) Let me open your eyes some more. Don't assume because somebody's sitting in church with you that your destiny is the same. Amen. Amen. Huh? No. That's what almost kept me at my old church. 21. People, we are prophesying that I will replace the pastor when, when he passes. Well, I've been here 21 years. And God has opened doors globally for me. And had I not been able to hear from God, I would have been sitting over there Amen. fighting with turkeys. Amen. Amen. And now that the pastor has gone, we will be duking it out. So who is going to be the next pastor? You see how your destiny could be higher? And Satan will send you a curve to come down. One of my ministers died and I went over there to the funeral. And this guy that used to be here tormenting me, you know, I said I developed all the fruit of the Spirit with him. And he was preaching. First of all, this is how ridiculous it was. He said he was preaching on love. Then before he started his sermon, he said, well, anything I'm about to say right now is what my wife told me to say. 
So first of all, I didn't, I should have just put plugs in my ears. You told me now God didn't send you. Your wife is sending you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the last time we read in the Bible that the wife sent the man. That's how we ended up in the mess we're in. <laughs> Come on. Adam, where are you? He said, the woman you gave me. He, she, I didn't ask you, who gave you? Have you eaten? <laughs> uh, all right. So now he's preaching on love. His wife sent him. Then he said, well, that he had just lost an uncle so that if he says anything that's offensive you know, and all of that, that you should be able to understand. So then he, after he gave those disclaimers, then he started his sermon to run the church down, our church down, and me down without uh, mentioning my name. But every Tom, Dick, and Harry knew he was talking about me. All right now, so now watch. He's preaching that stuff, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And he was saying, I mean, the man is already dead, rebelling against me. And he said, well, he was telling him, book it, book it. Book it is, he should show him the scriptures. That's the one I said to him. I said, listen, you know I have to give an account how you serve with me. He said, well, that's not what that means. I said, okay, what does it mean? He said, I don't know, but that's not what it means. I said, good. <laughs> okay, now watch. So he's pouring out all this venom. Well, he said he was preaching on love. And suddenly, my eyes opened. And I saw myself, it's like, you don't have water tanks in America. But you have uh, this huge city water systems. But it's standing on, uh, you know, the towers, eh? Uh -huh. Can you imagine something like that? But it has uh, landings where you can sit. And I saw myself sitting way up high. Then I looked down, there was a gutter filled with mud water. And I looked down, I saw him and his wife, and all of them in this thing, you know, struggling in the mud waters down low. And God said to me, would you come down from where I have placed you to go into these muddy waters with these ignoramuses? I said, no, Lord, it's okay, then ignore him. And I sat there the whole time, and he finished preaching. I said nothing. I got up and went outside, and uh, some people that came from the church came hugging me and said, well, you are the real deal. This and that and the other. I said, yeah, if I'm the real deal, how come you're not following me? I left, ignored them, and said nothing. You see, why? I'd already come to it before. In my old church, we were serving God together. All of a sudden, the demons were everywhere. We will be fighting about who will have a meeting in what room. All kinds of things. So if I'm upset with you, I'm doing the schedule. I'll put you in the worst place. <laughs> huh? <laughs> who preaches the main service, which is the 8 o'clock service? After a while, I told them, put me in at the 6 p.m. that only 10, 15 people attend. I said, okay, have the morning. So they put me at the 6 p.m. So I preached it the first Sunday. 
Then I preached the next Sunday. The news got out that I was preaching. All of a sudden now, it's 100 people attending. So they said, no, nobody can preach one service. Issue rotate. <laughs> so I'd only graduated from those things. So when he was doing that, I just laughed. I saw where I'm, I am, and I saw where he is. It's when you don't have eyes to see. You don't know what God has for you tomorrow. That's why you will get into this Mickey Mouse strife. Maybe the person you guys are fighting over has destinies three, four octaves down beneath you. If you had a revelation of who God has for you, you would tell them, go have him. A better than me is coming. That's what John the Baptist says. He said, there's one coming whose shoes I'm not even worthy to untie. Destiny is God's purpose for your life. That's what Satan is afraid of. That's what he hates. That's why he wants you to live an ordinary life. Hmm. Do you know how many people that have taken money from me and promised to pay me back and never did? Why will I leave them alone? Because what's ahead of me is greater. Look at where I have gotten. Look at where I'm going. Now God is telling me you will have more money than you know what to do with. So what am I holding on to? It's only when you can't see where you're going. It's only where you can't see where you're going. He says, when you stand praying, forget it. The Bible speaks about the unpardonable sin and traditionally, we know it as blaspheming the Holy Spirit. But do you know that there's a second unpardonable sin? That is unforgiveness. You see, if you do not forgive, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. You're trespassed. You're stuck. You can't enter into the kingdom holding on forgiveness. It's like carrying a wedge that is longer than the door. And when you hit it, it goes bang. You can't get in. You can't get it. And when you hold on forgiveness, you incarcerate yourself and your destiny. Wow. And yet, this is one thing that we so easily fall into. But what's even more important? That many times you are caught up in strife or in unforgiveness with people whose destinies are lower than yours. That's what almost happened to me, for me to miss the glories of resurrection. The glory that God has demonstrated and manifested in this church, I never saw in my old church. The things God has done, the miracles, the signs and wonders, the open doors. All across the earth. Oh, beloved. Do you know what God has for you? Where are you headed? 
You cannot assume that the person sitting next to you in church or the person that goes to the same church with you, that you all are the same. You must get a vision of who God has made you and what he has for you. And you will drop all these turkey things and move into the eagle realm in Jesus' name. I remember speaking at a meeting and I announced that we'll be buying a jet and all hell broke loose. And people were all upset and, and saying this and saying that. And I was wondering, first of all, none of you are contributing. What is your issue? And then I was being counseled. Don't, you know, make people know what you have. And no, I was speaking my faith. I sowed my seed by God's ordination, by the revelation in the lives of people. And I followed the pattern of their faith. They were declaring it as if they had it. Just as your heavenly father calls for those things that be not as though they were. And it dawned on me. Why do I care what these people think? You are still believing God for your light bill. Why should I listen to you when I'm trying to get a, <laughs> a private jet to get my work done? And I disconnected from all those people. And in no time, the jet manifested. And we've been flying now for three years. All expenses paid. Getting the job done all across America. Every year, we go to every state capital in the Union. And we fly to Honolulu, Hawaii. That jet has the capacity. We fly nonstop from Sacramento, California to Honolulu, Hawaii. It's a six hours flight, sometimes six and change. Wow. Huh? And the people I was fighting with had to have a meeting in one room. I still believe in God, even to pay for a car. <laughs> Learn it from us. Get who you are from God. Live there. Forgive everybody. Move them out of your life. They're a hindrance. You will get to your destiny in Jesus' mighty name. Call to them, release them, call them by name. Let them go, they don't matter. God has greater for you. Call today, 770-994-3777. Put a seed in the ground to break the power of unforgiveness. You know, you hear me keep saying put a seed in the ground because money is a variable seed. He said money answer it all things. You can sow money for any breakthrough you desire. But every other thing you have to sow its kind. You can't sow corn and get peas. You sow corn, you get corn. You sow peas, you get peas. But money answered all things. It's a variable seed that can match any situation and problem. Amen. Learn it from us. In Jesus' mighty name. Miracles and breakthroughs will Manifest in your life if you forgive all those that you have issues with. Your 2024 will soar. Ooh, I was saying your 2024 will soar. And the Spirit said in my heart, no, it will roar. <laughs> it will come out with a thunder. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. God bless you. I got to go. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.